Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NBA. Booker driving. Chicken wings again. In the lane, Holiday rips it away. 16 seconds to go to Giannis, slam it! How about that? It's Drew Holiday with the steal, taking it away from Booker. Game six set for tomorrow night in Milwaukee. The Bucks are going home with a chance to win the NBA title. PK, that was a big comeback. Granted, the big lead was very early in the game. But a big comeback out of the Bucks. You don't have to be a lot better. You got to be a little bit better in the biggest moments. And they pulled it off again. That's three in a row. Drew Holiday made the best defensive play I've ever seen. Ever? Mm-hmm. Name me a better one. Uh, the block, block in game four. Right. And then name me one that rivals that. LeBron with the right. chase down So block. now I got two blocks. Which yes. Cancel each other out. Because you just the first thing you go to and the second thing you go to are two blocks. But you Michael can't Jordan go to grabs sneaking it. No. up behind Malone no. and ripping the ball away so he can go hit the he, game winning shot. He didn't rip it away. He just tapped it away. If he would have ripped it away, yes, your verb is you know your TV guy, so it's obviously incorrect. He didn't rip it away. This was literally ripped away. Booker saw him facing him. If you take something from a blind man, I mean that's not that impressive. Well, Booker was headed the other way and saw two guys and kind of turned into him. Right. So he did he, get surprised. Oh, not to that level. He turned, so you, by your acknowledgement, he turned into him, which means unless his eyes were in the back of his head or they were swirling around a la The Exorcist, he <laughs> saw it. That's what happened. Well, yeah. Suns fans probably would compare it to The Exorcist. That's so got to be painful. The best defensive play ever. Ever. Right there. Yeah. Havlicek stole the ball. Bird sneaking into the backcourt to steal the ball. There's a lot of steals and blocks to choose from, PK. You always do this. The last thing, recency bias but is the best But this is ever. the best. Steals the ball. No, ripped. The verb is savage-like. <laughs> it's clear. Jumanji, you're fighting for your life. This is right there at the top. Drew Holiday. Man, the... Bucks gave up Bledsoe, George Hill, R.J. Hampton, two future first-round picks, and it was all worth it. The he makes them piece. much, much better. Team USA won its final exhibition game, beat Spain 83-76, easily the best game they've played. They got a lot of issues, PK, but that's got to give people hope for gold. <laughs> uh BYU should do away with the honor code. <laughs> Things that don't matter. I mean, an exhibition game against Spain should give somebody hope. Well, if it's the best they've looked, then yes. I wouldn't have any idea. And it's all coming down. You're to, the one. I got to leave it to you. It's all coming down to knockout play in a couple of weeks. And so what you do in that one game. Not, this is called the play, knockout. It's not it's so, single elimination tournament. So, so, so the, Bucks, global basketball. the Bucks and the Suns, they're in knockout play. Who would say that? It's now an elimination game. Be they're American. not they're in a series. 
Right. So if so they they're get, not going to have a series to, to bounce back from one bad and game. And then if, or it, if the Suns win, so it'll be the knockout round. Speak American. Come on. Ricky Rubio had 23, and it didn't matter. If he would have had 123, it wouldn't have mattered. It's a practice game. And the USA women, who you were also worried about because they'd lost back-to-back games, they picked up a win. They beat Nigeria. What is wrong with you? And it doesn't say that on here, so don't try to appease and be all things to all people. I'm not. What's your first You're name? The, his name is Alex. Alex. He's been here before. I know. It's like St. Lundberg. I just couldn't think of his first name right now. Okay. Isn't he pissing you off already? Yeah. <laughs> no, he's cracking yeah. up. Come on. Yes. Don't bring me into this. Good, good, thing, <laughs> good thing Yach is gone. He'd be beside himself. Yach would completely agree. He'd break his diet. He's, he would be so disrupted at 7.06 on a Monday morning. What's wrong with you? I wasn't bringing up to appease all people. I was bringing up to appease you. You obviously cared. You brought it up last week. Well, I was just naming all people who lost exhibition games. So we should be in panic mode. Uh, Ricky Rubio scored 23 and it didn't matter. In an exhibition game, apparently it matters. If he would have 24, that would have mattered. It's a practice game. Get out of town. Which Alan is what Iverson. the Americans are doing now. They are. Nice. Stream of consciousness. <laughs> just rolled into something there. It's time to fly to Tokyo. Get your 72-hour quarantine. You got to get over there right away so you can be out for the opening ceremonies on Friday. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Like I said, he's done a lot of things for his organization. He's coming back, but when he come back as an opponent, so I'm going to treat him like any opponent. We ain't welcome, welcome him back. We just got to play him. Byron Cowart there appearing on the Patriots Way of Life podcast. He's going to treat Brady like any other opponent. And he also added he doesn't want the team to do anything special for Brady in the week four matchup. No fancy video, no special moment. To all of that. Yeah, I hadn't thought game. about that. Uh, should they do something? Oh, I think the fans would be, uh, they would do something. I don't, know, I don't know that you really need to do something in the moment. Like, for instance, uh, Earlier this season, and even at the All-Star game, uh, Nolan Arenado goes back to Colorado. Fans give him standing O. First time back with the Cardinals, and then when he came up to bat in uh, the All-Star game, right? And he steps out. He steps takes out. Takes off the, his helmet. Yeah, the place goes nuts. And, that, and that's fine. But I, I tend to agree. I, I haven't really thought about it. I tend to agree with the coward as far as that. This is, this is a game that you need to try to win. And there'll be plenty of time. At some point in the next 25 years, Brady will retire, and mm-hmm. you'll have, uh, I mean, you can roll him out as much as you want. He'll still be viewed as a Patriot, uh, unless, you know, he uh, gets the two or three titles with the Bucks, which just, uh, he's already boggled the mind, so why not boggle the mind some more? <laughs> Cheating father time. I mean, but, uh, torn ACL or MCL, whatever they yep, said last MCL. week. MCL. MCL. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, he continues to just he's batter he's, all reasonable even, even if he does win two or three with the Bucks, he's still got six with the Patriots. Okay, so then seven with the Patriots, or the uh, Bucks. <laughs> okay, if he gets seven with the Bucks, I'll reconsider. But he's not going to get seven with the Bucks, so I'm not going to reconsider. Biden, President Biden's going to host the Super Bowl champs at the White House on Tuesday. The Bucks will show up, at least some of them. I'm sure attendance will be taken. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. 
We know that with the new name, image, and likeness rules, there'll be stuff happening we couldn't possibly predict. But this was completely obvious. Michigan Athletics official retail store, the MDEN, is partnering with Michigan football players to create custom jerseys to sell with player names and numbers. It had previously been prohibited from selling player-specific jerseys, sort of. Couldn't have Van Horn's name on it, but it could have his number. I want to have Van Noy rather than Van Horn. Well, you brought up Keith Van Horn, that you would go to all those youth games and see his number, and he's not getting a cut of it. I know, but But State football. Van Noy is uh, is another good. (laughs) Zach Wilson, right? Any of a long line of BYU quarterbacks. Obviously, it was a joke. It was right there with uh, inducting Van Horn into the The Pac-12 Hall of Fame. Or Van Noy into the West Coast Conference Hall of Fame. It didn't make, make any sense. I mean, you knew what you were doing. You're right. Whatever that jersey was. I think Keith's number was 44. I don't remember Kyle's number when he played in college. The so, deal yeah. The deal will pay every player the same amount per jersey sold. They're going to get yeah. paid quarterly. Sure. And, of course, the star quarterback's jersey is probably going to sell more than the D lineman. But if the D lineman gets enough sacks and has enough charisma and does enough interviews, he's going to sell some jerseys, too. Yeah, I don't know that Michigan has a star quarterback, but uh, I get your point. It's obvious, man. That's sunrise this was, in the East. This was the low-hanging fruit. There'll be the unexpected stuff out of name. And I've been in this. the M-Den. The M-Den. Is it right there at the stadium? Uh, they, they got, got multiple right locations there. all around town. Ann Arbor is a really, really cool town on game day. Uh, You're not the only person I've heard say that. Yeah. Got a friend from Santa Barbara who's there for a game. And uh, they walked into there in some breakfast place. Uh, they were flying in from all over the country the morning of the game and meeting up. And they were walking across the street, headed to the stadium, and they saw the retired legendary coach, Bo Schembechler. And they hollered at him, and he talked to him, and that's what he said. It's cool town. Lots of people geared up on game day. Yeah. They loved it. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. Miguel waiting the 2-2. Swing and a pop-up. Shallow center late break for Gordon. And now the ball's going to fall in front of Gordon. Scope around third. Coming to the plate. Tigers win. Oh, man. Wow. A pop-up to shallow center. Gordon never got there. Simmons went out. It fell between him. Tigers win. One of several dramatic finishes there as the uh, Tigers... Beat the Twins. They also won 7-0. That was 5-4 victory, so they sweep the doubleheader. Uh, the Pirates played a weird game with the Mets. A little bases loaded, and a little topper down the third base line, and it was foul for a second, and then back on the line just as the pitcher tries to knock it into foul territory and keep it foul. Yeah, Walker. Umper, ump calls it fair. Three-run score as the Bucks complain and don't really react. And Mets, then in, Mets, Mets. Excuse me, as the Mets don't react. But the Mets... Win it with a two-run homer in the ninth, 7-6. But that did break the uh, the traditional rule that has annoyed you about, hey, we don't have any uh, we don't have any umps coming out or any uh, managers coming out screaming at umpires. They just call for the replay, and they didn't call for the replay. Looked like a bump there. Could be a suspension. Rojas, yeah. I, I think there was some contact was made. You can't make contact. Yeah, I thought it was foul, though. You didn't think that replay, that part of the ball was over the line? And it was fair? A half an inch? Yeah. You got to use some common sense. Close call. If I got seven-sixths of the ball in foul and one inch fair, I would have called it foul. Mets come back and get the win anyway.
Padres and Nationals, weird weekend. The Padres score a club record 24 runs on Friday night to win. And then on Saturday, the game is suspended when shots are heard. Shots were outside the stadium, but everybody inside the stadium could clearly hear them. So they stopped that game. Play resumed Sunday, and the, the Padres won it. And then Washington walked it off as both bullpens messed up the eighth and ninth inning. So crazy weekend for those, those two teams. And Lance Lynn, there are no losers in pro sports, PK. He's got a 1.99 ERA, and he's got a two-year extension with $38 million. Big money. Oh, he's a good pitcher, yeah. Got a 9-3 and three record for the White Sox right now, so they give him two years and $38 million. The Bees playing a scoreless game with the Rainiers into the seventh inning, and then the Bees win it 4 to nothing. Same two teams play tonight, 8 o'clock, right here on the Zone Sports Network. Hashtag RSL. RSL loses at LAFC 2-1. Could have been a lot worse. Ochoa and Goal coming up with seven saves. A couple of them spectacular. He saved a penalty. LAFC, that was one-way traffic and total dominance by LAFC. 29 shots. Could have easily been 4-1 or 5-1 if Ochoa hadn't hadn't been so good. Ochoa, man, he's brilliant. After losing at LAFC, RSL back to host the Galaxy Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. You're going to be there? I will be there. It will be on KMYU. Then they're home to Colorado on the weekend for Pioneer Day fireworks. Oh, man, that's a sellout. There you go. (laughs) DJ and PK. You know, I was hitting good shots, um, and then that's the thing. If you keep hitting quality shots, you're going to give yourself chances out here, especially if you put it in the fairway. And, um, you know, I just stuck to it, kept my head in it, and uh, thankfully got a few birdies. Colin Morikawa wins the British Open. Bogey-free Sunday holds off Jordan Spieth and John Rahm and all those guys shooting 66s. Louis Oosthuizen shooting a 71, and he fades, finishes third, and Bob had two of the top three, PK. Bad news for us. He'll join us uh, later this morning at 8.30 to gloat. Yeah, I thought long and hard about Morikawa. Ask Bob Casper, who you're referring to, on Friday. You know, I'm just wondering, okay, now is he going to be the guy? Is he going to take off? 24 years old, uh, eight major starts, two wins. Both times he's won in the first time being at that particular event. Last year, uh, what was it, the... Uh, PGA at Harding yeah, Park. Yeah, in San Francisco there. And so, wow. And he's not, he's like ranks 124th in putting, and he only had eight. Uh, he had eight one putts. He felt, I listened to his post-round interview. It felt like under 10 feet. It was automatic. Uh, it's a good feeling, I yeah, guess. Yeah, really. So, how good can this kid be? I mean, how, how well can he putt? That's what it comes down to. His irons are dialed in, and they were sharing all kinds of stats about that. And he gets the distance rights on, on his irons, but then can he make the putt? And I think the other reason not to pick him, and that's why we didn't, is that for Americans going over to the British Open the first time, it's just different. Sometimes it takes a while. Well, usually it takes a while to get dialed in, but that wasn't really all. I mean, the course is different, but it didn't have the sideways rain and the wind and all that stuff that you have to deal with. Got a little, got a little San Diego weather over yeah, there but instead of so did everybody else. Weather. Yeah, true story. Was no different for everybody else. He got it done. We'll talk with Bob coming up at eight thirty. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider, will be here to talk NBA Finals at nine o'clock.
What is Trending brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Question of the day coming up next. Stay with us. You're locked on to Utah's highest rated. Most listened to sports radio morning show for over a decade. This is DJ and PK on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. It is time for the question of the day. Hasn't this NBA Finals entertained you? Mixed bag here, PK. Kevin didn't take the question quite as literally as uh, <laughs> as he could have. Yeah, right up to the point where the Jazz dropped out. Well, that wouldn't be the NBA Finals. That'd be the NBA Playoffs. But we get your point. Second round. Jessica's on board. Yes. It's actually nice seeing two built teams play, not bought teams like the Clippers, the Nets, and the Lakers. Well, definitely the Suns were not bought in. Past tense of bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Past tense of buy. It's a double past tense. Yeah. Dave says, honestly, I haven't watched, so I couldn't tell you. Mark says, I didn't know they were playing. Mark, you landed on a little thick. You don't buy Mark? No. I think he knows they were playing. He may not want to watch it, but he knows they're playing. Well, the games pretty much have uh, everything you need that you're looking for. You're looking for drama, great plays, memorable plays, greatest defensive play ever by Drew Holiday. Big shots. Stealing Lead the ball. changes. Yeah. Back and forth. Fans are into it and they're in it. How come they never say, offense? Offense. <laughs> Why is it always defense? Because they're all screaming individually stuff. You're right. They don't get organized on the offensive end. But they help you choose until, until you, you get hear to the free defense. throw line. They do. Until you get to the free throw line, then at the free throw line, they're good at chanting MVP. Even if it's some guy who comes off the bench. Because I think that maybe Devin Booker, if the crowd would have been chanting offense, <laughs> offense. I think that he might have been more focused. The ball wouldn't have been stolen. He might have shot a floater and never had to plant and pivot. You know, because they, they just yelled defense. I want I'm I'm calling upon all jazz fans next season to be the first team in the NBA, first home game in unison to chant offense. It's something different. You gotta admit it. Everybody chants defense. Rick says, no, I'm not entertained. The Suns lost three straight. How does that happen? It's happened plenty of times. That's what Rick says. Rick says, well, the same way the Jazz lose four in a row. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that big of a deal. All right, the Bucs lost two in a row. It's a game of runs, they tell us. They got uh, two teams on runs. And Milwaukee's run is a little bit better. We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow. I don't think it's... Guaranteed that the Bucks win. Obviously, the Bucks only need to want to win one of the next two. Uh, but you know, I always felt that one of the advantages of home court was that you most likely only had to win one away from home when you lose one, and it usually happens. 
that you lose. No, I'm, I'm sure there's been teams who've been undefeated throughout all rounds of the playoffs on their way to winning the title. But my guess is there's far more where teams have lost a game. And then the great thing about the home court is you only have to win. If you lose one, you only have to win one on the other guy's floor. And so you have opportunities to do that. The Suns, I don't think they're out of it by any stretch. They're up against it for sure, but I don't think they're out of it. I mean, the Bucks. wow, man. Jeez, I mean, there was a long stretch of time. They just could not miss. And hard to believe that they're going to be that good shooting again. Maybe they won't have to be if the Suns aren't hitting. Booker's not going for 40 again, is he? You know, the problem with that is it seems like they're too reliant upon him. It seems like he's just the entirety of the offense. And when they won their games, that wasn't the case. You know, you can go for 40, but if that's where it's not enough. Not some stupid practice game where somebody goes for 23 and it's not enough. No. It's in games that count. You go for 40 and you lose. It's not enough. Is that really the good strategy to allow him to take all these shots and just dominate the ball in the offense? Other guys are out of rhythm, and when they need to make a shot, they haven't even touched the ball in a while. Yeah. Too much isolation stuff for him. It seems that, man, they were so heavy on Saturday that that's the way they were going. And, and you know, I, I'm all for riding a hot hand, but – it just seems like you, you needed to get other guys involved to an extent. You know, the old Jordan thing that Phil Jackson was trying to preach to MJ, and obviously he got it. And and the Jazz have it to an extent, you know, when Mitchell's got it going on. But you don't want to be standing around and allow one person just to have it so much of the time. It's an interesting dilemma that Monty Williams has to figure out what is best for his team to have one individual do all that scoring you know you look in the the first quarter was just awesome and then the, the second quarter was just an absolute flip man if you would have told me that phoenix would be down at halftime half after no. leading 37 to 21 i would have just said nah that can't possibly be but you need some form of balance uh with what uh, what you're trying to do and maybe they felt like that was the best and then they had the opportunity and then that was a great comeback by the Suns, too, because I thought, man, this game midway through the fourth quarter, it's pretty much over. We're just waiting until the clock hits zero. And then they have the ball right down there at the end, only down by one point. So they had a phenomenal comeback themselves. That was that was impressive. That, that game, from a basketball standpoint, for entertainment, which is what I view sports as, I thought that that, that game was right there. It's not the two biggest-named teams in the league, so I grant you that. But they've got a lot of good players on both sides, obviously. And I thought that that game from entertainment, I, I really don't know that I could ask for more. You've talked about the Suns' jealousy and then specifically Booker's getting some of it. Andrew says, as long as the punk-ass Booker loses, yes, LOL. What? I know. We don't <laughs> like Booker now? Apparently, Andrew doesn't. Now, he threw an LOL in, so I don't oh. – he may be, you know, overstating it. But is there a little, uh, hey, is Booker better than Mitchell? Is Mitchell better than Booker thing going on? So there is a little jealousy there. I don't – Booker isn't coming off as a villain to me in this series. I mean, he seems like a uh, – and I've 
seen people write this, that he's not the most charismatic out there media guy, but he's he's not Popovich up there snapping at people either. It's not not everybody, you know, Draymond Green will embrace every microphone and camera he sees. Uh, but different guys handle it differently. Booker's been fine. And he certainly made big plays in big games. That was always the knock on him as a player. Well, yeah, he scores, but they're not winning. Well, he's been really good in multiple playoff series here, so certainly elevating his uh, his profile. You think there's some discussion between Mitchell and Booker? Who's better? Yes. Outside of Utah? Outside of Utah? No. Okay. <laughs> no, but you're talking about our, our Jazz fans jealous. You know, they, they don't want Booker to win the championship. But it so. wasn't Booker. It was Chris Paul. It was the Suns organization. It had, yeah. I, I don't think, in my mind, it had nothing to do with Booker. The thing was, I don't want Phoenix to get a title before we do. Yep. I don't like Chris Paul because he, in college, punched somebody in a groin or he whined or whatever it is that you don't like Chris Paul for. I never felt like uh, anything relative to Booker. Man, I really hope the Suns don't get it because I don't want Bridges to be thought of better than (laughs) O'Neal. Nice. I thought that, that 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 never crossed your mind. No. No. Well, why else would Andrew, and he does put an LOL after it, so a little overstating on social media just to crack up the radio guys. I get that. As long as the punk-ass Booker loses. I, As a basketball fan, I don't really see why <laughs> Booker would drive you nuts. Unless he's beating your team with 40 points. Or unless he's helping your team or helping their team win something that you want for your team. Well, yeah, there's several guys, though. Isn't it? I don't view Booker versus Mitchell. That never has either, either ever entered my mind that, well, people are going to now start debate that, you know, where does Chris Paul fit on the list? Oh, I, 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 could, I think it's stupid, but at least I can see, oh, I don't want Chris Paul because then some people are going to think he's better than Stockton, and Stocks is my all-time hero, and he'll always be my all-time hero. So I, I think that is a silly thing to think of, but at least I can buy that. At, at these two, at 24, and what's Booker? He's probably the same age, right? Because he came out after one year. Mitchell came out at two. So they're at worst, they're a year apart. Uh, there's room for both of them. And I think Mitchell has, has established himself to such a high level that he holds his own in any discussion of greatness in this league. And you're not comparing him to anyone. There's really nobody that I compare him to in the league right now. If it's anybody, it'd be Lillard. And neither of them have won a title. So how does one have anything over the other? The only reason why Lillard may may have a little bit more over Mitchell is because he's older. So he's got seniority. And he's played at a high, high level longer. But Mitchell, when he gets to that level, there's somebody now in the eighth grade who's <laughs> you're going to look right. back and compare. And you're going to say, well, well, I'll take Mitchell because that kid in the eighth grade is going to be 23, 24. So I don't think the discussion on Mitchell, nothing dents his game in my mind. He is a superstar. Uh, I said it. Now, he didn't get it because he missed a bunch of games. I think he's worthy of first-team All-NBA. Because he's magnificent, and I and I have 
uh, not necessarily recency bias. I wouldn't call it recency bias. To me, the bias is local bias. That's a real thing. Because I see them But I think that happens with lots of teams and lots of sports. That's just the way it is. Yeah. I see him play every single game. And, I mean, I grade him out as an A+. Really, I, I just... Booker? I don't see Booker play every game. Now, I'm seeing Booker play a lot more because this is his first time into the postseason. They had never made it before in his prior time in the league, which, what, four years, I think it is? And now I'm seeing him play, and my opinion of him is growing because I'm seeing him play more. Whereas Mitchell, I've probably watched uh, 95% of the time he's played in the league in all these years that, uh, what's he, did he just finish his fourth? Or third? Fourth. fourth. Yeah, fourth. So, and yeah, I think it's safe to say that both of us have watched him play probably 95% of the games. Occasionally, if I'm out of town on a trip or something, I won't catch it, but I can follow it. Uh, other than that, I'm literally aside, watching him Aside play. from that or them playing the same time as BYU and Utah football when you get back Early on a normal year, schedule. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really the only reason we miss jazz games. Right. And I, as far as his basketball ability, I absolutely think the world of him. So that never even entered my mind, Booker versus Donovan Mitchell. I suppose the people in Phoenix would go with Booker, and then everybody up here would go, go with, with Mitchell. Mitchell. And then you're going to and have then in 48 some, other states, they're not thinking about that yet. I don't think so. But maybe because I'm off they on are that. both 24, and I did look it up. Booker is 24. Yeah, because it's 25 in October. Yeah, uh, but because they also, are Mitchell's actually a little older because so they both older. But because they are so comparable, even though the other forty-eight states it hasn't crossed their mind yet, there could be a playoff series out there as early as next year that could put that right. Okay, at the but that, at that point in time, you reevaluate. Sure. They're, they're they're young pups in their NBA careers, right. so certainly, yeah, they could have. Who's to say? You know, you don't know what's in store down the line. Uh, that's good for the league because, and I think pro sports, it's a knock on this uh, relative to college sports, is the rivalries are, in the, except for the Giants, Dodgers, and, and uh, Yankees, Mets, or whatever, there's a few others. Those things are very fluid, and they're short-lived. You can have, it seemed like the Jazz back when had a little thing going on with Houston and then uh, Seattle. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a Lakers, so I know you're going to point to the Lakers, but everybody has that. But it's still even that yeah. comes and goes. Um, it comes and goes, but it comes back a lot quicker. Yes. Well, the loathing is there. The jealousy is there. Yeah. But you don't see them in the playoffs and play big games with them. Whereas in college, the big football rivalry game right, is the big football rivalry the game. The Lakers, if they were to have played them this year, the cast of characters has changed, changed, but, but the, the emotion yeah. would have cranked right out. So Whereas with the Rockets, right yeah. it might no. take a minute to come back. I think it would. I don't know that it'd even be there. Mm. It's happened several times. That was your best example. That was pretty. You know, you can go back to the Whopper getting punched in the '80s or Stockton hitting the shot in the '90s. I, I don't think there's any passion against the Rockets. I agree. I think there was passion against. I the, didn't like James Harden. He was boring to watch mm-hmm. or what have you. But other than that, uh, and the, when the Jazz beat the Rockets to go to the finals, those guys who were on the Rockets, they weren't even really, we don't even identify them hardly as Rockets. You know, Barkley. Nobody thinks of him as a Houston Rocket. No, Barkley's <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
two teams. Drexler checking in, <laughs> checking yeah. in for half a season and NBA title. Yeah, so I don't think that there's that there. And that would be cool if they developed it. Uh, it it's good for the league if you could have that type of thing. But they don't – That's you get past that at the pro level. Yeah. You know, and then obviously they had it. The Jazz had it with the Bulls for a couple of years. That second year, that's and what made it he, even cooler because the they opener, both big time teams. The opener after the lockout in '99 was the Bulls, and the cast of characters have changed. And the only thing that was the same was the jerseys. <laughs> right <laughs> here come the Bulls, but there's no Phil, and there's no MJ, and there's no, no Pippen. <laughs> yeah, it's all what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and, cleaned house. Right, and so that's you have that at the pro level. Uh, but you're just going to have to live with that. And, and and obviously the pro sports, they do live with that. Uh, and and sometimes you do get those rivals. You know, if uh, if Boston and uh, the Lakers should ever meet again in the finals, probably that, someday. They'll kick right back in. And then, mm-hmm. they, yeah, like you saw, it, you saw it with Phoenix and Milwaukee, the Lou Alcindor coin flip yeah. was brought up. But you it know, doesn't it drive like emotion. Night. It's a historical footnote. It's, a, it's, it's a, interesting it's a for a minute. It's a yeah. story. Yeah. Right. And how he they lost the fo- the coin flip, and he goes to Milwaukee, and then was it his second year they won it with yep. Oscar Robertson, and which was the, I guess it was they keep saying fifty two years, so that's easy to remember. I couldn't tell you which year they won it, but I keep hearing fifty two years. I think it was fifty two from the coin flip and fifty oh. from the title. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. So that you know that, that's interesting here. But Mitchell, don't don't worry about Booker. Mitchell, he doesn't. I guess if Booker wins the title, and he continues to score like he has been, then he'll certainly get some acclaim. But I don't think it's at the expense of Mitchell. It's him getting the acclaim that he should get. But I, I, at least for me anyway, I don't think it comes at the expense of Mitchell. I think Mitchell has established himself. Everybody in the league who follows NBA hoop understands that kid out in Utah, Mitchell, is something special. Yes, I think that's now been firmly established. Yeah. And he and Booker would have been together on the Olympic team if Donovan were healthy and wanted to go. Yeah, I just don't know what I'd expect out of, Mitt, out of Booker in the Olympics. Uh, Could be gas. How do you re. Even if he's not gassed physically, how do you regenerate, if that's the right phrase, that emotion that that, that it takes to be at to your compete peak? at the highest level? Yeah, you'd have to think there'd be some form of being flat, because you just watch him walk off the court, and it's obvious. I mean, he is deflated big time, and I get it, man. You you put all into this, and who knows if you'll get a, this will come around again. You can't say this. It's not. I don't know. This this is the start of a long running uh, success story for the Suns. The I, league I, is changing so fast. Chris Paul's in his mid thirties. Super teams get put together. You don't know. Yeah. They literally, in the next say, he plays the next ten years for this franchise. They may never get back, and they're close too. They had the ball with under a minute to go, down by one, and the, all the momentum was was going their way big time. The Suns, the dramatic comeback, I, I thought they were left for dead. That That's why it was so entertaining. You're right. The big lead the Suns had in the first quarter did nothing for me as far as security that the Suns are going to win. Now, still, 
shocked that they didn't even have the halftime lead. That This might be the best example ever of first-quarter leads sort of really not meaning a whole lot. I mean, it was so flipped the switch. It was, what is that, it's 180? Is that opposite? Yes. Is that keep going 360? <laughs> if you do a 360, you end up right back where you started. And they would have taken that. And so, yeah, to see the Bucks just totally just reverse course uh, like that was really just amazing. And then thinking that, okay, they've got this, and the Suns come back. And Drew Holiday makes the best defensive play of all time. You do this all the time. And you're looking at me laughing. You know I hate this. How how can I look at you laughing? If I were laughing, it would be on the air. People would hear it. You're giggling. You're smirking. I was not laughing. (laughs) You were quietly laughing. I was not laughing. Quietly laughing? He's making up stuff now that doesn't exist. Stop it. How do you quietly laugh? Just like you did about 30 seconds ago. That's not true. It's the best defensive. You know you amused yourself. Game three. Five of a 2-2 series when obviously the winner of this ball game, either team, gets a huge advantage. Doesn't mean you got it cinched by any stretch, but it's a huge advantage. And you're on the road. The other team has a player who's as hot as can be. The momentum is clearly their direction. It's the best defensive play of all time. Well, if you're looking for best game five defensive plays, you'd still have to go with Bird stealing Isaiah's pass over to DJ. He lays it in. That was a game five. But you five. just told me Havlicek did the same thing. That, I think, was a game seven, but I have to look that up. Regardless of the game, I'm talking about the play. I'm not talking about the game. I'm talking about the play. The play itself. Sure, game sevens are bigger than game fives. I understand that. But the play itself, you've just... So you're giving in. No, you've compared play to play. You can't compare any play to this play. You've compared block to block, steal to steal. You can't do that. Whereas here, there's no comparison. Nothing. I mean, that Jordan steal was nice, but it wasn't (laughs) like this. It was nice. It sealed his sixth championship. It did it not. Massive. It did not. They still have to go make the bucket. What are you talking sealed? It didn't seal anything. The only thing that's sealed is you and Honey. But this wasn't sealed. <laughs> Random association. Yeah. SNS Roofing is your locally owned roof repair expert. For a free quote and all your roofing needs, call SNS Roofing. DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Talk about Colin Morikawa. Sealing a second major championship. That's coming up at 8.30. Stay with us right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Your home for the best coverage of the Jazz, Utes, and Cougars. This is DJ and PK. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Got some uh, jazz trade rumors reporting. I saw sources. I saw this story. We're going to get that coming up in our next segment. I could just feel your head exploding, though, PK. We'll get to that coming up in the next segment. Uh, the British Open, and we've got uh, Bob Casper 
at 8.30. Are we going to go down this road again? And we can talk about this with Bob. Are we going to go down yes. this road again yes. with Colin Marcow? I already know where you're going. Because yeah. we are down it. I'm going down that road with Jordan Spieth. Yeah. I'm going down that road with Rory McIlroy. Yeah. I mean, just anybody who comes out young, and it seems these guys in their 20s, man, compared to the guys in previous decades, previous generations, these guys are more prepared to win the biggest tournaments than ever before. They are ready. There's no that's growing into the tournament, and you peak and you play your best golf at 30. This is what people said 20 or 25 years ago. So I think and it's maybe across it's, all sports, though. I don't think it's I think you're right. Golf. Oh, I think you're right. And I think we all do it. I think it's because it's fun. It's it is sport fun. I, it's argument. The, it's it, the next big thing. It doesn't no, it's matter. not. Yes, it is. Yeah, no, he isn't. Right. Mike Trout, okay, he took baseball world by storm a few years back. Oh, he's the next Mickey Mantle. He's the next Willie Mays. He's blah blah blah. It's it's fun to do. We do that. You know who's the go, who's going to be the next MJ? Somewhere along the line, who's going to be the next LeBron? Mm-hmm. We're going to have that discussion. Now in golf, yeah, who's going to be the next Tiger? Right? Okay, but I get that that could be too big a reach. Yeah, but it's now fun. it's the next Nicholas. It is, but. And I left Kepka off that list when I was listing guys who broke out real young. But, like, what about the next Phil or uh, no, the, player? Nobody does that. The next Watson? Are these guys going to get to eight? You're not looking for that, though. That's not, that's not as fun. That's for the, the nerd like you. They aren't me. getting to 15 or 17 or 19. It doesn't matter. They're not, not even getting eight or a, ten. Yeah, and no, one of you guys, come on, drop the hammer. I can remember uh, Grant Hill, the next MJ. Yeah. Well, obviously d- injuries derailed him massively. Yeah. But even without that, he wasn't going to be the next MJ. No, and he was an outstanding player who, you know, uh, he was he didn't achieve what he was capable of, largely if not a hundred percent due to injury. Right. And no matter what he would have done, we don't think he would have done two three peats. No. But might have won an NBA title. You know, he might had the size. He was able to handle the ball. He was smooth off the court. We Big hear time. him now. Obviously, we yeah. we identified him as somebody to watch. Uh, and and he's and he's doing college and pro because uh, he had it seemed like he was the complete package. In the way Michael Jordan on and off the floor was the complete package, and so we looked at Grant Hill. Oh yeah, okay. And, you know, from the same area where he played his college ball, just eight miles away, all that stuff. But it didn't materialize. And so, sure, yeah, we we were r- wrong with Spieth. Uh, to me, it's Spieth and McElroy. Those were the two young, the studliest of the young studs. More than more than Kepka and Morikawa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Morikawa, not. I mean, I'm talking about a couple years back. Morikawa's now burst out on the right. scene. The other guys. So have, now have let's stalled. add him. The other guys have stalled yeah. in terms of. Major so now Morikawa, you don't want to be the next Spieth or McElroy. They're not good <laughs> enough. <laughs> you just made air quotes when you did you know? that. Yeah, right. And obviously they're outstanding. Yes. But they're not good enough. So now we're asking ourselves, can he be the next Tiger? Yeah, oh, sure, if you can be the next Gary Player, who uh, you just said won eight. No, Watson won eight. What, what player won nine? Uh, no, no, I think so, yeah. That's awesome! But we, we go beyond that because that's the fun part. Can he go to that level? That's the fun part. Be able to watch this kid play golf. I'm excited. I'm going to be now. He was talking about yesterday, and I listened to the whole thing. 
ex- I mean, it's a, the elongated post-round uh, press conference. Not just uh, not uh, just a snippet, but the uh, whole... You know what they do right there, right after the round on the mm-hmm. course. No, sit down, and they did in-person, and then they went to Zoom, and then they went back to in-person. So it was a good 45 minutes. And I wow, listened it was to the 45. Yeah. Okay. I listened to the whole thing. Yeah. In the post-game, I was in the car, and I had a, I have the golf channel on the satellite. And I was driving a good distance, so I had it, and I listened to the whole thing. And he's got looks yeah, like... Yeah, kills the drive. That's awesome. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I love oh, when yeah. you get something to listen on a long drive. Right, right, yeah. And so I was into it, and I was listening to it, and this guy has the opportunity now, and he's talking about the next 15 years. And he's talking about, you know, i got to go a deep dive and to see what worked, so to see how I can recreate this the next time when I'm in this situation. And I'm thinking, yeah. my wife is listening, and we both, this kid's not 24. I know. I, I, now, I just saw <laughs> clips from it, and I thought he wasn't 24 there. Yeah. He's an old soul. But maybe that's what you have to do to be there at 24 and win the, win the Open Championship the first time you go over there. I think, well, I think in all sports, like Mitchell is 24. I related Morikawa who's an individual sport versus team sport, so it's, you know, it's not the same. But listening to him speak, in my mind, I was hearing Donovan Mitchell. Because when Donovan Mitchell does his post-game or whatever media availability he does, in my mind, he sounds way older and more mature than 24. And the thing that I liked about both of those guys is they're looking short-term, but also they understand the big picture because this is what they do. And he was talking about you have got to love what you're doing here in order to spend the incredible amount of hours that you have to practice that nobody sees all by yourself. I tell that story. Lee Trevino was going to some pro-am. He drives through the parking lot of a country club at 8.30. He sees a dude in the in the uh, sand trap. 4.30, he comes back. He sees the same dude. He tells the guy, stop. Who is that? Spieth. It's Spieth in the sand trap at 8.30. It's Spieth in a sand trap at 4.30. So it's not an accident. Right. He's put in the time. Right, right, right. And Mount Morkel is talking about that. So I think in order to be the greatest, you have to understand the legacy and the history of the greatest. And I think Mitchell obviously does in my mind and listening to more Cowell, which was the first extensive interview that i had listened to him do i thought yeah he gets and he's talking about the next 15 years what he wants to have happen for him in golf for the next 15 so, years so can you make that get in the zone can you learn to make that happen yes because yeah. morikawa does a lot of things well and they were talking to the broadcast about how just dialed in he is with the irons he always hits his irons the right distance. There's no wiggle room in there. He hits the shot, and he knows how far it's going. So he's setting himself up with all these 10-foot birdie putts. Was making, what was the number? 124th? I think that's what it was. Yeah, one, like that, yeah. 120-whatever on tour and putting. Yes. Obviously, that's going to separate you from some wins and separate you from some championships. So can he? Does he do the deep dive? Does he make himself a, be, bigger, a better putter? Does he yeah, learn how? That's to what he was talking about. Put himself in the zone because there's something to be in the zone, and I think most athletes will tell you it happens, but you can't really make it happen. Well, that's what he was talking about doing the deep dive to find out, and that was his phrase. He literally said the deep dive as to what happened to make that 
recurring for can him you imagine going N- down the line. Can you imagine an NBA player who you know is a, is a good shooter, but they have the night where they're the great shooter and they shoot 70% from three or whatever, right? It happens, yeah. Yeah. If, if an NBA player could learn, do the deep dive and figure out, how did I do that? I think, think they this do. Quantum leap forward. And maybe that is why, instead of shooting 33% from three, we now see teams shooting 40% from three because multiple guys are figuring that out. Yes, yeah. You see them on the bench before games, before the arena's open, and it's way early. Say it's like 5 o'clock, and, you're, and I've been in the arena. You see those guys, Alex Jensen, whoever it might be, they're sitting there with iPads, and well, they're, that's they're what looking the, at stuff. That's what baseball and the launch angle and all the home runs are all about, too. Yeah. And so they're yeah. studying every aspect, and the advancements and the sophistication of the coaching and the training is so oh, much yeah. greater than it ever was. And so they have that. And listening to Colin speak about what he's going, what's going to happen now uh, when he gets back and he's done celebrating for a day or two, what he's going to do. I, look, I really look forward to seeing this young kid golf for the next 15 years. Can he be the next Tiger? Probably not but it's going to be fun to watch him go for it. Join the big show Thursday at the warehouse from 2 to 7 p.m. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. Oh, an early boom, and I'm ready for it. Boom. The NBA offseason is almost here. I know. We got game six Tuesday night, but we've also got a draft that's 10 days away. Free agency is two weeks away. Both Both those things can trigger trades. Oh, and they will. Right. And will there be a three-team deal? The team doesn't even know they're going to be in the middle of it yet, but two teams are casting about for partners. What does all this mean for the Jazz? We'll get to that next. There was one report out there this weekend about what the Jazz are, quote-unquote, open to. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.